Let's head over to the ARD Newsline now. We're joined by ABC News Entertainment Correspondent Jason Nathanson. We do every Friday at this time. And uh, Jason, there's some uh, excitement of some sort going on at the theaters and uh, maybe some confusion on the other side of that. Let's talk about uh, Mean Girls uh, returning back to theaters this weekend. Yeah, Mean Girls is, this is the musical version of the 2004 movie, which went to, it was a big hit in 2004, uh, still very much loved today and quoted, and then it became a Broadway musical, which was very successful as well. So now they've taken the Broadway musical and adapted that for the big screen. And now, you know, it's, it's only been 20 years since the original film, or it's been 20 years, which seems like a long time. I don't know. For a lot of people, I think, are surprised to hear it's been 20 years since Mean Girls came out. It doesn't feel that way. The movie still feels fresh, which is kind of one of the uh, the, the head-scratching things about this is as you're watching it, you're kind of like, well, why am I just not watching Mean Girls, the, the original, instead of this musical version, which, not to say that it's bad in any stretch of the imagination, it's just different, and the energy in a Broadway musical, I think, is best left for Broadway. Seeing that in person, I think, is very impressive. Seeing it on the big screen, it kind of loses something, and I think that that's a little bit lost in translation here as well. You have Angare Rice, who stars as the Katie Heron character, who was made popular by Lindsay Lohan, all those many years ago, Renee Rapp plays the Regina George character, the kind of quote-unquote villain of the movie, and they all do a fine job. I, I think they actually do a very good job. Uh, but the, the whole time, you can't help but compare this to the 2004 film, and the 2004 film is just, it's a classic, and it holds up, and it still feels, it doesn't feel like it's old and needed an update, you know? Right. We're looking at the same kind of thing with the color purple, right, which came out uh, at the end of last year. That's a 1986 film uh, that was done very differently uh, and that also went to Broadway. And then this version now is the uh, musical adaptation of the Broadway musical. Um, And it it does bring something new and fresh. And I think there's a whole generation who maybe either hasn't seen The Color Purple or, or doesn't remember it. I think a lot of people still remember Mean Girls, and it's still kind of, you know, it's not one of those movies that you're like, oh, yeah. You know, it still gets watched over and over again, I think, every year. So, you know, that said, this is fine, but I, I think probably one of those unnecessary films. Right. It, it's so subversive. The original was so subversive and edgy, and, and I, I think... You know, even today, there are kids. I mean, there's a millennial uh, clothing, uh, you know, online shop that's called It's So Fetch. I mean, how funny is that? Sure. (laughs) All right. So let's move on. Let's talk about this uh, thing out called uh, The Book of Clarence. It's a modern day Bible satire. Tell us about this. Yeah, this is a new movie starring Lakeith Stanfield, uh, who plays a, it's set in biblical times. He plays a guy who is fighting for a better life for his family. Um, he is, he's in some debt and he kind of sees what Jesus is doing at the time. Um, and he goes, well, I can, I can kind of do that. So he kind of tries to fake some miracles and kind of run a scam. It's a comedy. Um, but it's also kind of like a, you know, a modern day 
telling of things like that. Not overly religious, from what I understand. I didn't get a chance to see it, um, but people are, are kind of digging it. It's got some mixed reviews. Okay, and, and you got a chance to vote in the Critics' Choice Awards. It's kind of an honor, and uh, tell us about your picks. Yeah, I'm a member of the Critics' Choice Association uh, in the film and TV side, both of them. So I got to vote on both of those. Uh, and when it comes to the awards, which the awards are Sunday. So for Best Picture, and you know, I think this is the way we're going to see it go at the Oscars. For Best Picture, I voted for Oppenheimer. I think that's just far and away the Best Picture of the year. You know, it has. I don't think 2023 was a particularly standout year for film. There was some good stuff for sure. Uh, but Oppenheimer is heads and shoulders for me above the crowd uh, and it also got my vote in a bunch of other categories Killian Murphy for best actor as well for Oppenheimer I uh, gave it Christopher Nolan best director uh, also best adapted screenplay best cinematography um, and uh, I think that's about oh best score also for Lud- Ludwig Gornson. Um So that got most of my votes. Uh, even though Barbie goes into the Critics' Choice Awards with the I think a record-setting 18 nominations, and Barbie did get my pick in a couple categories: best supporting actor for Ryan Gosling. I think he's just absolutely fantastic in that film, and and is makes it. You could make a case for him for best actor for that film. Um, although I wouldn't have given it to him in that category, but best supporting actor, yes. Uh, best acting on Ensemble, which is another category that they have, uh, I gave to Barbie as well. Also, best song for Billie Eilish's What Was I Made For, which I think is just a fantastic and haunting tune. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see exactly how it all fares out. And uh, Jason, really appreciate your time and joining us this morning here on KRDO News Radio. Sure thing. Take care.